we're back for another episode of Hard Not Life, dedicated to the new core of hip-hop, the business, the brand, and the balance between authenticity and entertainment. And of course, we're recording one of the most authentic clothing lines in this city, Freshthetic, home of Classic Material New York on Grand Street and Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Don't go to the Grand Street in the city. We break down the deals in the real, the bars and the beef. We connect the echoes of the past with news of the present and predictions of the future. Obviously, we don't introduce ourselves uh, first and foremost because it's about the show, it's about the community, uh, and it's about our topic. But I am your host and mod, Saul Goodman, Line of bed Would my gang like to introduce? Well, we have a, I don't know, is he a gang guest? We always Guess introduce gang. him. He's part of the crew already. Shit. What's up? There we go. Me? Yeah, you. Michael Pratt? Hey. I'm back. Yes. Here I am. Yeah, for another one. Project Pat? Well, it's Project Pratt, but who's... Or who's Pratt. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> either yeah. or. He responds. Pro- yeah. <laughs> responds to either or. White guy. <laughs> hey, white dude. The, the white guy. <laughs> right, yeah, right there. We have Mika. Hey. Our EP. Yes, How you yes. doing? I'm good. I'm good. Chilling. It's cold out here in these yeah, streets. I'm yeah. not feeling it. If you hear some sniffling, some coughing, it's because New York City is relentless even when it's cooling down. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's gross. Yeah. Viral. Speaking speaking of going viral, the illness is going viral. <laughs> oh, deep. <laughs> deep. But that, yeah. The spirit, the spirit of the Kmart. New Jersey's juggernaut is here with us. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And uh, my uh, one of my best friends, one of the most talented men I know, certainly in this city, uh, fresh off a birthday, Modern Marvel. Happy birthday! Happy birthday! birthday. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Did you ever find grinding? And then that karaoke machine. Oh yeah, because it kept not playing it. Disrespect. You can't do grinding at a karaoke bar. Oh no! You got to beat up whoever does grinding at the karaoke bar. No, I don't think so. I don't know that Drake has something to do with it. Oh, he turned it into like a karaoke favorite. It's like you can't do like Sweet Home Alabama and then from ghetto to ghetto to backyard to like. <laughs> what money power respect yeah, actually, is next no, all about we, the benjamins is next don't stop believing yeah we did don't stop yeah, is this like hip-hop like, karaoke no, no it was, like it was a just a bunch of different yeah it was crazy. uh okay so but okay well all my right. point still stands then i'd figure like what, and one of, white one of, another one of my uh very best friends darren's toy is here Ooh, Darren's over. play with me. Ooh. You ain't playing with my ass. Oh, okay. That. All right, my bad. With your ass? We want well. to talk about ass play right now. <laughs> That's more interesting. Tune in next week. <laughs> okay, That's more Thanks. interesting. <laughs> we have a new topic. Interesting one. Recently, Spotify announced that they were going to allow indie artists to bypass distributors like CD Baby and TuneCore and directly upload their songs to the platform. Best of all, there would be no charge to do so. They wouldn't have to pay, you know, distributors um, to do so for them. But the upload feature is going to be available be- via the Spotify for Artists section of the platform, uh, which only has about 200,000 users. And you would have to have a verified account 
to join. It basically turns indie artists into consumers of Spotify as well. Streaming. How much is, how much is a verified account from Spotify? I have no idea. Hmm. It's invite only in beta right now, uh-huh. and only a few hundred U.S. artists right. are receiving that offer. So right. who knows? Frank Ocean. Just kidding. <laughs> Ooh, dang. All right, maybe Most next Frank. week. All right. um, <laughs> the topic is is already understanding the fact that streaming services are here to stay, right? They're not going anywhere ever. They're now billion dollar companies that are very powerful. Mm-hmm. That have everybody bowing down to them. The labels, the artists, now us, the public. Mm-hmm. It's just whether or not it's good for the artists. Is it is it good for hip hop? I think we can ask those kind of questions to make sure that we as a culture and community are doing the best for ourselves, even in the face of these now giant organizations. Mm-hmm. Just bringing just bringing up Spotify specifically because um, because they are trying to reach into that indie artist. Yeah, so like how Bandcamp does it, almost is what it sounds like. Bandcamp's a platform where an artist uh, independently can release music, no matter the volume, uh, and sometimes set whatever price they want mm-hmm. uh, to charge. Sometimes or that could be. Say it again. Or a donation. Or a donation. It mm-hmm. could be free or it could be they could set a minimum of 10 and then you have the choice to pay a maximum of however much you want. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's something that I've seen a lot of kids do who would like to, to be able to pay a couple of bills with checks from music. Um, based on that other uh, thing that came out last week with the um, all the different rates that the streaming services yes. pay. Uh, it doesn't look like, and I mean, Jay-Z said it on the Rick Ross album, God Forgives I Don't, Three Kings. He says, uh, fuck rap money, I made more off grapes. So, you know, or you can play with rap if you want. Like, someone who's been through every level that you could go to has said, that ain't really where you're going to make it. J. Cole says, even this year, you know, if you really want to make money in this game, you're going to have to stay on the road. So, streaming... You're not really getting, I, I don't, you know, maybe it's maybe it's paying the rent depending on the type of artist you are. If you're someone who has a hundred listeners, I don't think streaming, unless you're doing it the way that Spotify is now going to allow you to do, I don't think that it's super beneficial. I know that when I go on and I stream some of these Bandcamp artists that I'm talking about, I'll go and I'll find them on Tidal and I'll stream their stuff on Tidal. But I know that they're probably getting more if I stream it on Bandcamp or if I just go ahead and buy the joint and they get my whole $10, you know what I mean? Um, when I stream it, on, they would have to get 1,500 people to stream it on Tidal for them to get whatever the little percentage is that Tidal gives anyway. And I'm just using Tidal because that's the one that I use primarily. Uh, Tidal does very well to pay out their artists. I'm just saying that at the lowest level, like if you're not a Chance the Rapper or I'm trying to think of somebody who might be like uh, Partisan, Car- uh, Partisan Fontaine, right? This dude who comes out and he's Cardi's like right-hand man or something. This dude is probably not experiencing a, 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 the amount of streams that's going to make a huge difference in his bank account at this point. He hasn't had that one that does a million. But then even if you look at that that spreadsheet of the the breakdown of you know what what uh, streaming services are paying out, even if they go platinum on YouTube or do a million views or streams on YouTube, they're only going to get like one hundred and fifty thousand dollars anyway. So again, like it would take to become a millionaire off of one off a hotline bling for Drake, 
it's a different thing. He probably it probably took him releasing that, and within the first hour, he's got a million off the record. Maybe I don't know. But yeah. so is it beneficial? It makes the music available for more people to hear. Uh, is it beneficial financially? I think that it's always cool to have extra money. I don't know that it's necessarily buying anybody a house unless you are um, on the radio as well mm-hmm. or something like that. Let me uh, circle back because uh, you brought up um, something that showed up on, on Twitter as far as how the streaming service streaming pay the artists. You know, how artists get paid per stream. So I just want to just quickly, I'm not going to go through every breakdown. I just want to say um, 1 million streams on YouTube equals roughly $690. 1 million streams on Spotify equal roughly $4,370. 1 million streams on Apple Music equal roughly $7,350. 1 million streams on Tidal equal roughly $12,500. And so then here's the thing about that, because when you're hitting those types of numbers with your streams, you've probably got some sort of team in place that's working with you. Not to say that they are the ones that got you those numbers, just you probably have now acquired a manager, some social person, PR, like you've probably got a little team. Mm-hmm. So when they pay you that money, it's split. You're cutting it yep. twelve ways off the rip. So for someone who's living in Bedstuy, making music out of the apartment, and and you know you're otherwise living check to check, doing what Spotify is saying they're going to do by letting you upload it straight to consumer, and they say that they're going to let people pay for it. Is that part of the deal as well? Is it like Bandcamp in that sense that you can make a donation? No, or no, I, no. You just no. You just the get the you just get the stream yeah, straight to you, and you're not cut. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, so so there's so there's two things, and this is how I'm not exactly sure how this is going to count for indie artists. Spotify specifically works by what's called a pro uh, rata model, uh, which it's actually it's like a standard, at least of, as of last year. Uh, it compiles the revenue generated by monthly subscription fees into a big pot distributes to artists based on total listening time so it favors the higher royalty payments to tracks with the most plays and listening time uh, and the streaming service gets to keep around 30 percent of the revenue and the remaining 70 percent is shared between the interested parties of the musical composition and the sound recording which means that like the drakes the little pumps the chants the rappers they're the ones that are really getting the lion's share of that because they're generating the vast majority of the streams for these services. So it's still like a top-down model. Even with these indie artists, it's for them to really create a career off of this, it's still the equivalent of trying to hit the lotto. And again, so then it so then it's not about making a buck off of the streams. It's about getting your song, <clears throat> excuse me, onto the right list or on the right page or with the right post and getting it some attention so that some people can come then and either find your socials, find out you have albums for sale via your website, or you've got a show coming up, you're gonna be in their city soon, or you've got merch on sale, or you got physical copies or whatever. That's where the work has to go from there. I'm gonna put my music out, but if I'm expecting the world to come to that with uh, what, two Kanye albums in one year, and like, I'm never gonna, Manolo Rose. And I'll only use this because I had a conversation with somebody that knows a little bit was that he had a record or an album that he was going to put out and it was like right when Kanye dropped and Manolo Rose isn't necessarily like Dave East or I'm trying to think of somebody like that a little record, bit more that noon. record did come out it, just, it came out I'm sorry but just, it didn't but nobody knew about it and it didn't stand it, yeah. a chance it didn't stand a chance at hitting the surface because 
everything on the, on the surface level is Kanye good music. Like it's just it's this yeah. whole you can't you got no way of of, of fighting that, especially if you're Manolo Rose. Yeah. But um, so that's the other part too is that like you can't you can't expect to have a vibe. People are going to streaming services and listening to whatever they want anyway. Maybe they're moved off of a suggestion or maybe they're listening to a playlist and something comes across that playlist they haven't heard before. So they switch over and they look at that artist and they listen to that artist from then on out. But most of the time, it's going to be very hard to get put in front of somebody's face. You know, you see a lot of people like promoting their Instagram posts now. Like they want to make sure they're just reaching as much as they can with the little bit of reach that they have. But it's like Khaled said on that hot 97 interview where he was like uh work he was like work he was like i used to work he was like i didn't have instagram to be able to you know put up my song i had to go out and i had to work and so that's what i think now we're seeing or being reminded of or that you're starting to see kind of that energy come back whereas before as soon as we knew we had streaming artists were like well whatever i'll put it up on the internet and then bada bing bada boom i'm viral <laughs> and that's obviously like it's not gonna happen like that Did you, you had something i was thinking about like when you think about streaming it's like streaming um does give an act does give access to an artist who may not have access because i have friends that are like you know, independent and they're working with their management to kind of get access to people, access to radio, access to just playing different venues so that they can get a following. So I think the benefit for an artist to sign up with Spotify in this situation is that, yes, they won't receive like maybe they'll receive more than what they've gotten before. Um, and maybe they'll have access to Spotify's playlist. They'll, you know, they will be a bug in someone's ear uh, later on down the road, which I think is kind of cool. But I think my problem is I don't see where, you know, a company like Spotify deserves half of that artist's, you know, takings because of just distributing them, you know, because unlike, you know, back in the day, people sold tapes, they sold records, it costs money to make that. And you get distributed, you know, around the world, the clubs, over the radio, whatever, but like that actually costs money to make tapes, costs money to make vinyl, but it doesn't cost Spotify much to stream their music online. It just costs them to make that playlist and to pay royalties to their management if they have management um but you know i can see it both ways for the local artists um but when i when i think about my own friends who are local you know if they were able to get onto spotify without having to go through a label i think that they would benefit at first initially and then they can decide later on in life if they want to be on a label or if they want to still well, be i mean imagine if like dr dre instead of uh seeing eminem's demo tape in a box in like jimmy Iovine's office he was scrolling through like he was on a deep dive in the like the hip hop thorough playlist or something, you know, whatever. Uh, Detroit's finest playlist on Apple Music or something. And he found this white kid rapping his ass off like that. So, again, like it, it, stars might align. You might get a shot that you never would have had had you not been able to access the Internet in this way or be on a platform like Spotify, which is, you know, the biggest I would have to say. And... So, so it's just different levels of access. It's different ways of, of entering. But you cannot... I, I, I work with someone who she had a record that was the best record she had made. It's not the best song in the world. You know what I mean? Like, it's a great song, but it's not gonna, like... It's not gonna ring bells. You know what I mean? So no matter who we play it for, it's just... It's gonna be a cool song. So she released it. She, you know, we had to set a date. We had no other songs are out. No other music's really ready. But we had to put this song out. And we did, and you know, her expectations were shot because she had expectations of 
somebody hearing that song just magically because we had put it on a streaming service. So, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't really go like that. Um, but you could do like a video where you're dressed like a cow uh, and make kind of a catchy song around it and then get a whole lot of fans and then have to perform that song every time you go to one of those cities because that's how they know you. Well, and so then an artist like that, I'm interested to know what her streaming numbers did after that video was released like what did the rest of or did her music see like a 30 percent or a 15 percent jump because i know a lot of people just it's not like she made bad music before no she made great music absolutely music but but new fans are fans of the moo song and these kids don't know satire or a joke it like that shit's just as real as laffy taffy whoa that whoa whoa i'm just saying i'm just saying don't go there there's a there's a vast difference between Laffy Taffy and that cow song. Shake that Laffy Taffy, bitch! I'm a cow. There was no there was no dope dance. The colors weren't as cool in the in the cow video. And like that was that was just a Atlanta <clears throat> hit. Like I can't believe that even. Yeah, got the, out. Of but that's the that's the that's the equivalent yeah. of like a viral hit. That was a viral hit back then. That song was the shit in Atlanta for like two or three years. But. Yeah, but that song was like old when it went when it went like major. <laughs> like everybody in Atlanta was were were extremely tired of that song. Like really? And then it blew up. Yeah. It seems like it's it's still the onus is still on the artist to do the lion's share of the work to make any kind of money in this industry which is a shame because they're they're already ah. creating Ugh. the music they have right? to work well they have to do work i mean you can't just have everything come to you like and that's the that's the mentality that we've gotten into and what you've seen so many people get into and because we reward some of those artists that do that like a little yachty i don't know what his affiliations are within the industry that got him to his point i don't think he was found on the internet i think I think somebody knew him. He was somebody's cousin, uncle, or brother. No, I think no, he was he like was somebody's somebody, Coach K's, somebody or other. Somebody that was related to But somebody friend. like that, who they just find a hot song on SoundCloud and they want to bring that guy in and then create an entire artist around him. Uh, SoundCloud is free. Well, SoundCloud I don't know, man. I don't know. So I mean, SoundCloud. That, that's the other thing. Um, some people think that with what Spotify is trying to do with this and what Tidal has already been doing, I actually salute to her because they were the ones that were pushing that kind of well no i'm sorry uh title are still you still have to use a distributor to put your music on title yeah but with soundcloud there is you can just go there straight are some uh benefits to having a soundcloud because you can have things hidden you can have things scheduled uh and so you can actually do a lot of behind the scenes work with your music without the public scene that that's not yet known for Spotify's new service, but it's certainly yeah. You just listen to the music. But, but I think, I think uh, that back to what you were saying, the the mentality that came with the world being at our fingertips mm-hmm. is that we don't have to go outside to get it. Yeah. <clears throat> and mm-hmm. and again, we see so many kids hit a lick from their bedroom that it it makes us lazy or it makes us feel like all right, well, all I got to do is like get that one i had the most talented artist in the world i was working with and he just wouldn't leave the house like he just wouldn't leave the crib you know like to go out and do a show or or anything like that and then some of these artists won't because of optics 
you know they're a little entitled and they they won't do a show for like less than 200 people yeah there's see <laughs> i think um working with a lot of indie <laughs> artists like i've seen the i've seen how <laughs> they don't put in the work and they're like oh well you know i put my stuff on soundcloud and i put my stuff on this and you know i tweeted a lot and you're like mm, okay yeah. but the whole thing is you got to be relevant and yeah staying relevant is being on social media but that also means going out and you know Bait meeting with people doing like shows and that's the one thing like artists don't understand you're gonna make money off of your shows you're not gonna make money off of your streaming there's no way like streaming is a platform for you to market yourself and i think people are taking it into a different a different way like they're like oh well if i put it on streaming then i'm gonna make that money and then i don't gotta do nothing else and that's where people fall and they fail and it's like you gotta yeah you gotta put in the fucking work like you are a brand you need to fucking think of yourself as a fucking company and you got to figure out what you need to do to make yourself become that artist you know so if you don't understand it then fucking there's a lot of fucking places you can figure it out but streaming helps in a, a little way but it's like you how you work it yeah it's like a start and it's how you work it and you got to work it the way you would work anything else in order to you know get money you know still tours and she still performs uh -huh. in order for her like she's at the top of her craft so in order for her to be continually successful she still has to tour mm -hmm. but she probably also is um really in love with her art oh yeah you know what i mean so like for her to go out there and perform for people it's just like that's what she loves to do mm -hmm. and you know maybe there are some artists that do love that and there's some artists that don't enjoy that but what i think is kind of interesting is like i wonder like who determines what a stream is worth, you know, because if Tidal is paying people differently than Apple Music or Spotify, then like who's making a determination of how much a, an artist should get per stream? And should that be something that artists as a group should determine or the industry? Like a Screen Actors Guild or something for artists? Yeah. <clears throat> the a Writers Guild? A oh, union? Yeah. Producers. There's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's already a Shiggy, Shiggy Scott for, something like that right? there's already a union for like musical artists that's why Grammys exist um, there isn't there's been multiple efforts for no, producers I don't think the Grammys is an artist union it is I don't think so I think if it was I think it, yeah I think if it was it would be geared more for the artists yeah I don't know I mean I'm speaking out of my ass but it just doesn't there's roll a, that way there's a union for most of the, these awards these award shows, Tonys, Grammys, Emmys. They're voted on by people in the industry, but I could have there's a, there's a, been in the room for an album and get some type of credit and I get to vote on the Grammys. Like, that's how easy it is to, you know, like, it's know not like that, just Questlove's well, in the... Um, I, would, we could cer I would certainly have to look it up. Uh, I know there is basically a union for the Emmys and the Oscars, so I'm just assuming that there would be one for the Grammys. Anyway, it's not yeah, it's not even but, part of the topic. Um there hasn't been one for, for our producers. There has been efforts to do such a thing. But usually especially when you're talking about like up and coming artists, new artists, independent artists, they are more interested in making that buck for themselves. 
than trying to create a collective. Well, and like is, people, fair, people wonder why people wonder why J Cole doesn't have any outside producers or features on his album because he owns all his masters and he needs that money, man. Like I came into this as my job. Like I'm not trying to split it with you, 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 you. I'm already trying to sample this record. I got to pay people that aren't even alive anymore. Like, like my one of my concerns with the whole Spotify allowing people to upload directly now is what about clearing samples? We actually talked to Jeff Sledge about that on the Talk of Texture podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was saying that a lot of times, especially the way stuff happens now, like if Kanye finishes a record on the day that he puts out the album, and if there's a sample on there, obviously that's not getting cleared. But typically, if you've earned enough cachet, like if you're a Kanye West or if you're a whomever, it's going to clear. They just need to do the paperwork. But a lot of times, these and so sometimes it doesn't happen that way. So that's when you see, like, you'll go to play a song again, and it'll be like, wait a minute. Like, grayed out. On, on a streaming service. or like like uh, Kendrick Lamar's Section 80 is a record that like it don't even sound the same as it did when we heard it because all the samples have been taken off of it oh. so I, didn't, I wouldn't even don't bother no i mean like if you're curious to see how it sounds but i wouldn't but i, I had no idea that was yeah that was a uh i know that that spotify doesn't have um like a content id uh software mm-hmm. the way that soundcloud and YouTube does. Um, so it neither does uh, Apple Music. I'm I I'm not sure. Well, I think again when it comes to the the, the streaming service as is, they're you're, they're relying on distributors, and I'm and I have to believe that distributors are taking ownership of that on the back end before it even goes to the streaming services. Um, but we. Do we have anything? Does anybody else have anything? Yeah. <clears throat> Actually, I wanted to talk about something off topic. But just because this is what I like podcasts for, it's like little time capsules of conversation mm-hmm. and just to get like opinions or whatever before things happen. Uh, we talked before the mics went on about Kanye West. Uh, he's putting out another album this week. We've gotten two Kanye West albums this year, and we had one with him and Kid Cudi, in addition to the ones that he produced. That's a lot of Kanye West music. Uh, I don't know if we've gotten that much Kanye West music, like, in a decade, all at once. But people are so numb to that. Like, we're getting two Kanye West albums this year. I don't give a fuck if it's seven songs or if it's ten songs or twelve songs. It's two Kanye West albums. Imagine two physical copies. And ima- but, but my point is, is that 2010, we, uh, I wouldn't... What? Two? How did he do two? Good we don't Friday, care. Good Friday. Why did he mind. leave us? Yeah. But the but the so, taste that he left, that like I've never seen such a strong distaste. Everybody's like, oh, I love the Tiana record, except for the Kanye record, or oh, I love that Daytona. But you know, Kanye West produced all those beats. Like people don't know how to feel, and now he's coming back right away with another one, and. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. I think Kanye is one of those people that has embraced this digital world. And so, like, he he's done that. He's reissued songs onto, like, onto the streaming services several times. Um, and I think that it's interesting that he takes that, that liberty. He has that, that platform to do so. Um, but on the flip side, does that mean that we as a audience are getting more desensitized to the fact that we get this influx of music well it's like anytime like artists all the time 
um, on these streaming s- services. So we're gonna I'm gonna wrap this up. Uh, we are definitely interested in hearing what, especially uh, from you up and coming artists, you independent artists. How do you feel about streaming? How do you feel about specifically? How do you feel about uh, Spotify's effort to open their platform to you? And um, where do you think we should go from here? Well, we know y'all gotta live this hard not life, but we hope y'all make it look easy. Until next time, peace.